The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'll tell you a story that I, I, I regret that I didn't bring my prop with me. I normally, when I say this, I, but I thought about it just in the car, I guess, that years ago, in the, first, in the early years of Lander, um, must be going back around 18 years ago, 18, 19 years ago, so I had a Talmud that came. He was a very nice boy. He was a Balchuva. And when he came to yeshiva, he didn't know which side of the Gemara was Rashi and which side of the Gemara was Taisus. That's how elementary his knowledge of learning was. But he was a wonderful boy, and he came to everything. If I gave a Chabura after davening, he was there. And if I gave a Dafyaim, he was there. And if, he, if there was a Shir Kuala, he was there. And a Vad, he was there. And Shmuz, he was Shabbos, Yantavi. He was always there, and he was always sitting front row center, and he was lapping up knowledge. He just want, he couldn't get enough knowledge. He just wanted to grow. And he was an amazing, amazing young man. And then he, uh, he got married. Canada, I flew up to the Chasna, beautiful Chasna. And then he went off to Eretz Yisrael, and he, um, and he, uh, and then I didn't hear from him for quite a while, for many years. He, he joined the Kail in Yerushalayim somewhere, and that's really the last I heard of him. And then, like a few years ago, maybe five, six years ago, I get a package in the mail, and it has his name on it, but now it's not his, his old name, it's a new name, his first name, and, and, um, from Yerushalayim, and it, there's a Sefer in it. And I said, well, it's so nice. I opened it up, and there's a nice chash of a Sefer on, on Isser Beheter, and it has beautiful askamas, and I thought, so nice. He sent me a Sefer. It's such a beautiful gift. That's such, such a, a sweet gesture, you know, and so he inscribed it, and then I looked in the Sharblat, and I see that he was the author of the Sefer. And it has askamas from the G'dayle Eretz Yisrael, the G'dayle Yerushalayim. They were speaking about Harav Gain. It's a guy that within, like, a, maybe... 10 years, not more than 10, 11 years, he went from somebody that didn't know the difference between Rashi and Taisis to somebody that's getting Haskamas from the Ga'ina Yerushalayim, and he's putting out a safer this thick. And I like bringing it just to show people you think I'm, you know, you think I'm making it up. Never, ever count out anybody. Because it's not for the people that are the most challenged and the people that are, that are least likely to succeed in our minds that they suddenly, vaccines, they grow into these tremendous people. And it's frightening because you see like how off you were about them, how, how you misjudged them. And one of the great people in, you know, that I was fortunate to know is Rameir Zlatowicz. Who was responsible, as you know, for Art Scroll, the entire Art Scroll revolution. And, you know, you can't go into any base medish without having a Shas Bagli and Yerushalmi and the blue Shas and the red Shas. And the, you know, and every, every Art Scroll book that was ever published. It's just one man's, you know, see, so he's probably a big Talmud Chacham. He probably was, a, you, know, a, you know, very popular, very, you know, and, that, and he was. He was very popular. When I knew him, he was, uh, he was the king of the world. He had Schottensteins, he had all, every Gevir is throwing money at him, running after him to, to sponsor him, and, you know, tremendous. But if you read his biography, there was a biography written about him a few years ago, and it's a, it's, it's must read if you have a, you know, after camp is over, you have a, a little time, Ben Manim, you know, it's a, it's very Kedai, it's called Mayor Zlatowitz, and he was overweight when he was a child, he had a terrible, terrible stutter, he wasn't good at sports. He was literally one of these kids that, you know, you look at and you say, Nabuch, like, you know, what's going to be with him? And what's going to happen to him? 
And later in life, he, you know, he, he, uh, he, got a, he was divorced from his wife, or whatever that was written about in the book. I'm not being, trying to be Megala any this. Everything was written beautifully about in the book. And he was struggling. He, had a, he was a single dad. He was raising his three children, Kemat, I think, by himself. And, and he wanted to speak to his rabbi, Ramesha Feinstein. And, uh, and he went to visit Ramesha. He had to cry to him about how difficult his plight was. And Ramesha had a very important entire going on, he couldn't come, and then the next day was a very big snowstorm, and they, he was stuck in the house the whole day, you know, watching the kid, being a babysitter, and he had to do his work, and his, his, the business was falling apart, his family life was falling apart, everything was falling apart, and there was a knock on the door at night, and again, it was a snowstorm, nobody was walking around the streets of New York, and he opened the door, and there was standing Ramesha Feinstein, he had walked how many miles, I don't know, to get to his house, and he came in, and he, uh, he put each of the kids to bed. He lifted them up. He got them into pajamas or something. He put them into bed. He said, Kriya with them. And then he sat down with Rameer Zlatowicz in the living room and said, now talk to me. And Rameer was like just pouring out his heart to him. And, and the story could have ended there, and we never would have heard about him. But HaKadosh gave him tremendous, tremendous kaifes hanefesh. And he was able to build this, this, this yeshiva without walls that has influenced and inspired millions of people around, you know, around, you know, I think it single-handedly probably revitalized Dafyaymi, you know, in America. I remember when I was growing up as a kid, I don't remember any Dafyaymi shirin. I don't remember. I just don't. Maybe they existed in other, in the five towns or whatever. I grew up in Long Beach. I don't remember. I don't think there was a Daf- I was, I'm almost positive that there was never a Dafyaymi. Gemara, like if there was like one day a week that the rabbi gave a Talmud class, that was a fiddish. Remember, there was two balabatim that used to learn, I think, Mishnayis together after davening, and that was like, wow, and they're, they're big to me. Like, I had no, and then like, but with art school, suddenly like it opened up the world of Tyra to so many people. My point is that, that sometimes you have these people that you don't understand how much potential lies within, but if you just like, you know, immediately look at them and, and size them up and, and already categorize them, put them in a box and say, okay, they are not, you know, successful, and these people are, these are the people I want to hitch my wagon to, and not those people, then more often than not, you'll be wrong. Because more often than not, there's so much good that's found in so many people and specifically the people that are suffering and that have so many sorrows and challenges, if you're able to unlock them and you're able to help them a little bit and put your arm around them and take a walk with them and just, just mobilize them and allow them to do their top fit in life, then just watch out and you'll see tremendous, tremendous Yeshua's coming from them. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.